Hello, everyone. Sorry, got a, had a drink there. Um, welcome to the Dance of Soul. I'm Natasha Venter. I'm a multi-life intuitive. I like to bring consciousness to the universal world that we live in here and waking people, um, helping people wake up, you know, because we're all in the midst of things and how can we find our truths? How we can we do our negotiations? What is this story that I've been hearing about this, that, and the other? What do I believe in? So I like to help with that. And this is Regan Forston, and he is here. Hi, Regan. How are you doing Hi. today? I'm doing fine on this July 3rd, 2023. Yeah, isn't it? 7, 11, uh, 7, 7 3, Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting place to be today. And you know, we're at a full moon uh, today and, you know, it's a pretty powerful one. I know that for me, I, I woke up pretty early thinking I woke up pretty early processing and, and, you know, good processing, you know, and I had to discern a little bit, but how do you do that? And I know that today's conversation will be about um, finding independence with our truths because so many of us have been negotiating <laughs> truths. And, you know, when we're in a spiritual awakening, you know, we, we, we end up tweaking our truths a lot. When we're in our story of who we are, we end up tweaking our truths. And, you know, there's many young ones who, you know, from different religions and different processing that, that their parents' truths are not sitting well with, it, with <laughs> what their new truths are. Uh -huh. And then, you know, we have a lot of young ones who are coming in that are stirring the pot and saying, I don't want to believe in anything that's going on in this world right now. You know, and then we have a lot of history that's being rewritten. And, you know, how do we know, discern what is truth? Um, oh, hi. <laughs> Yay, Paula, you're here. Thank you, Paula Sheehan says. Uh, yeah. Yay, I didn't miss you. You know, you just caught us at the beginning. And so I'm grateful everybody can be here. And this is a conversation. So please, if you're interested in, in having a comment, if you're on Twitter, uh, I do not see your comments. So if you want to go to Natasha Venture AC YouTube, I we would be glad to have a conversation with you too. Because this is about, you know, this conversation about truths. You know, we all have different of them. You know, it's like how many people in this world is how many different truths there are. And yeah. We can have different truths about, hello, Veronica. Um, we can have different truths about many different things. And how do we figure it out? Because I know for me, I'm getting a lot of waking up, even me being intuitive to some different truths that I've set up patterns in, you know, of how people treat me and how I treat others. You know, because if, if you're cleaning out one side, you got to clean out the other. And it's been an interesting process to kind of listen to other people's understandings of how they perceive you, you know, and how that wakes up a truth. And so with that, mm -hmm. the, the independence of truth is just a, a, a way to think about well, how do you walk in this world? Because it's an evolution, you know, it's, it's a journey. It's never a straight line. And, you know, how do, how do we, find a truth and and have it movable at the same time you yeah know, that's a question well it, it's interesting too because there's truth if you figure the big t-r-u-t-h which is the ultimate truth and then beneath it is millions of what other people consider to be truth is the way i look at it you know mm -hmm. because truth to each person is what you've deducted from all the information that you've received Mm -hmm. uh, in, in your life, you know, and what you've observed, um, you know, I mean, just think of like the aliens, you know, in, unless, you know, you've looked at everything and decided, yes, there are, your truth is that there's no, some people say, no, my truth is there's no such thing as aliens, you know, uh, just like with, you know, the big thing is the religion thing and people's truth is, okay, this is the, my truth is the only, this is the only way to God. Okay. Um, so, um, and some people believe that that's the ultimate truth, but as you grow older and you get more information and you find contradictory things to your old truth, your truth changes, it focuses, it, it becomes something other than what you had before. So I think we have to be very, really careful sometimes when we talk about, you know, truth, you know, as if it's the ultimate end of the game, you know, just the way we're looking at something. 
Exactly. And, and, you know, for me, you know, to clarify, I understand that there's the little T truths also. There's what? The little T's, the little T truths. You know, yeah. that, that, you know, it's like, well, I believe there is aliens. Well, and somebody can believe that the world is flat. You know, it's like those are true. The little T's are the personal truths. Right. But yeah. I also work with the universal truth, which is divine love. You know, and that is the big T. You know, that's my consideration of, of what the big T is, is the is the universal love, because you can't question if you know what divine love is, you can't question it it's there it's with you it's 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 clean you know it's it's that kind of thing and so working with that and i know that today you know i apologize for those who came on thinking that we're going to be talking about grief and i i actually planned on talking about grief today and then all of a sudden as i was making my post last night i was asking what to do and and then this idea came up about you know finding independence with our truths and then because of independence day tomorrow and and I was like, oh, and then after I made the post, I was like, oh, we're going to talk about grief, you know, but, yeah, you know, but there again, you know, when we're going through the grief process, you know, we do find out that some of our truths weren't necessarily straight lined either, you know, because grief is, is a pretty, um, it flips your life upside down and into an, into another world type of thing. So, yeah, sometimes our truths are get uh, upended very gently you know by like oh i didn't know that and now i guess i believe a little different and sometimes they're giant like for instance if you have an atheist that all of a sudden gets in a car wreck has an out-of-body experience and finds out that he's looking at his body from down below and that there's a guide or angel or something there with him he comes back in his body um his his basic whole truth for everything has been totally upended. You know, <laughs> sometimes sometimes uh, truths uh, can be upended that you know to that degree, but yeah. I think most of the time it happens slowly. Um, again, I I don't know. I just have this thing with aliens. I think, uh, uh, but I'm noticing how <clears throat> that shifted in in the last ten years from it being like 40% believed in aliens to 60% didn't. And now it's 60 or 65% believe they do. And 35% believe they don't. And yeah. that's happened slowly as things have been revealed. Uh, as, as I think as a general, as a consciousness of the world is raised a little bit, um, you know, and now, now there's more information out there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, about that. Um, when you're helping people, Natasha, too, it's like a lot of people think mediums are a bunch of hokey pokey, just out for your money, don't know anything, making it all up, people. And then Well, I'm going to tell you that there are some of them that are doing that. Of course. Yeah, there are. <laughs> and then they have a loved one that dies and they're so they're so wanting to to connect with that person that died or something. And they go, well, I hear about these mediums and are they real or not? And then they go to a medium and the medium tells them something that only the departed one knows about. And then they go, oh, my gosh, maybe this really is real. Boom. You know, there's a whole big change in their whole truth has changed now. So I think today what we want to tell people is just keep an open mind. Um, in other words, don't don't have all of your truths in cement, have them in kind of a I don't know what you call it, kind of a liquid cement that doesn't, not, <laughs> not quite dried all the way. You know? Well, you want it to be, have them tethered to a flagpole, but yeah, you got to let them kind of blow in the wind a little bit too yeah. sometimes. It depends on what level of truth we're talking about though, because it's not necessarily now, you know, for me, nobody's going to change my, well, I can't say that, nobody. Because um, the evolution that I've come to, to understand divine love has moved and gotten deeper, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, though, you know, there's there's these other truths that are kind of like, you know, and, you know, going forward and and, you know, what are you know, somebody who's watching, what is some of the truths that that you have had to resolve around? And and are you still struggling with some of these truths? And remember yeah. that you don't have to give detail, okay. but but, you know, how can how can we help you if you're struggling with the truth, negotiate some of these things? Because, you know, I know for me that that even like um, like, let's say 
um, you have a sibling that all of a sudden you thought they were one way and all of a sudden they're um, all of a sudden you get a different perception of them because of family member passing away or, you know, situations happen like that. And, and, you know, you, you, you take somebody off the pedestal, you know, and that, oh my gosh, what a, a big bang um, that, uh, you know, how, um, how can we uh, negotiate that story? And, you know, being in a belief system is not always easy, um, especially when you're talking about something that's been generational. You know, these these families that have been generational for for um, you know you know Catholic for you know generations, and then you got or you know you got someone who's you know, and I don't want to speak bad about any religions, but you know, Muslim or 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 any of these scenarios that. You know, and, and so many of these religions and belief systems have so much attached to it. And and it, it, it's it's an interesting place to, to negotiate these stories and figure out, you know, what is the old way that doesn't work anymore? And what can I do to create new in, in our lives? And um, and uh, hello, Meta, uh, bonjour, yourself. Bonjour, um, <laughs> welcome, welcome. And and so, you know, how, you know, and I know for us in Washington, or I mean, in the United States here, we're creating new history. You know, people that we thought was one way or a, a history lesson that we've been doing. I've been watching like uh, these, um, these uh, YouTube channels that they're, they're people who are watching about the, the um, way that slavery, slavery has been going on. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, holy crap, it didn't start with us coming from Africa. Holy crap. I didn't know that it was um, same skin colored people who was putting us into slavery. Just like, you know, a lot of the back before we had, you know, the white man on this continent. You know, there was the First Nation Native American tribes that one tribe would take and and enslave another tribe, you know, or in Europe, you know, you know, you get, I you know, different people in Ireland and these different places that, you know, they've been having slavery forever. And, and, you know, when you talk about, you know, truce, waking up what we've been taught in school, some, some states, they only wanted to keep you know, certain colored people uh, in certain scenarios. And so they only taught them certain things in school. They didn't yeah. want them to expand. They wanted to keep them um, subdued and, and in anger and in frustration. So they didn't yeah. necessarily um, teach them that slavery was part of the whole continent, even back to the cavemen times. Yeah. And, well, and, mm -hmm. and so how do you deal with new truths that are coming in like that? You know, it, it's a really bit weird process. Well, I think one of the biggest uh, things that can help people to find a truer truth is to, you know, come to this realization. When I look back at even all the history books growing up and everything and what I learned as far as history goes, um, there's always been a sense that um, somebody has changed the actual history. And, and, and in other words, in what's in the books and what we read, when we think of, uh, you know, true history, it's usually just part of the story, you know, as we're finding out now. But now we're finding out so much, like in Florida now, when they're trying to, um, you know, uh, limit what you can teach. Uh, and they don't want the children hearing, you know, all about slavery and the bad things that we did, you know, because they're afraid that's shaming them they didn't do it, but our, our ancestors did. And they're wanting to hide, you know, it's just a form of censorship or hiding the truth, rewriting history uh, so that it's um, <clears throat> people don't have to actually see what actually the truth really is, you know? So, you know, I think once you realize that it, it makes you, makes you frustrated as heck because, you know, you're reading things now in books and you have to just always discern, well, is this coming from, you know, somebody that has an agenda to whitewash something or to hide the truth, you know, like in some places, I think in Japan now, 
forget what it is, where things are taught, you know, and it's like, um, um, oh, I'm trying to go to Japan or Germany, one of the ones, but, you know, we're, we're the bad guys, you know, you know, we're the ones that did everything rather than them sharing their responsibility in it, you know, um, but it's hard. It's hard sometimes. I mean, when we, I mean, even when I think about our ancestors and the way we're, we're slavery, I'm, I'm embarrassed of humanity, of, of Americans and what we did, you know, um, you know, in another lifetime, that could have been me or probably was at one point or another, you know, but mm -hmm. if I was brainwashed into the time that that's what the truths were and that's where everything was, you know, so I'm, I'm I can't be too hard on the people back then because they didn't know better to know better, to do better. Yeah. They didn't, as you say, they didn't know better to do better, you know, uh, and so we have to look at, thank God that we've evolved now and we're at least attempting to try to treat everybody equally, you know. Well, and that's the thing is, is that I, I'm really hoping that we don't shame our, our history. Yeah. You know, and, and don't shame our history, please, because if we can say this was a time that we, we wish we would have done better. And now that we know to do better, we're going to try to do better. You know, it's, it's not about, you know, that, that yes, what we, what happened in history, you know, isn't right. And we should, we didn't do right by any means, but are we doing all right now? No, we're no better off in some ways than we were back no. then. And so it's called an evolution of, of process of being human is that learning to do better, but we only can learn to do better by doing kind of an ill job at it. You know, yeah. you know sometimes I have to say, you know, I have to say something and then somebody goes, well, Natasha, do you know, want to understand another perspective? And I say, sure. Oh, yeah, I can have that perspective that's a little bit different, can't I? Mm -hmm. And and so going forward, you know, all we can do is our better. And and, you know, it's like, you know, there there's something about like the statues of the South, you know, don't break them up because something happened. Put them in a monument and say, this is something that represented our time and we're choosing to do better. Yeah, this is, this is how we acted when we didn't know better to do better. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and now, we're, way, now we're, trying to, yeah, we, we're trying to change. And that's that evolution of truth, you know, because, you know, there's not very many people that, you know, presidents and stuff, that we can pat them on the back and say, good job, because they weren't perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though we, at that time, you know, back in, in the, the times of, of before news really was getting around within minutes, <laughs> that, you know, we, we would end up finding out that, oh, they're just pretty much like the same kind of people now in government, right? Yeah. The ones that wrote the continent, you know, the, the, um, the, the um you know the way that they they wrote a paperwork that our country is written off of right yeah. and and so um you know how do we we negotiate even those people who are so judgmental who wrote our our um I want to say commandments, but they're not commandments. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, you know, it's the, the amendments and all that kind of stuff that yeah. how do we do that? So I, when, when you really read the Constitution and all that they did, those were some pretty smart men. I mean, they knew that history repeats itself away and they knew the problems and the, that we were going to have. And that's why they created such a complicated government, because they knew that, you know, um, uh, absolute power, absolutely, uh, you know, when they say power, absolute power corrupts, you know, and they tried to put as many safeguards in there as we can to keep, you know, keep us uh, on the right road for as long as we can. And we've watched that all over the world now where <clears throat> governments and everything have been, where they didn't have the safeguards we have, have been corrupted. And the people have taken over and become slaves again, in a sense, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, even though we're not perfect, we have things wrong in this country. I don't know anywhere else in the world, you know, if you want to be a person that's fr a free thinker and a free to do things um, as long as you're not harming others, you know, uh, we're, we're in the best country in the world for that, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Know. And and Paula, thank you for mentioning this. Um, reversing affirmative action doesn't help either. 
you know, right. and, and I would agree with that, 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 that isn't, but I can also understand though, that, you know, changes in the air. I'm asking for divine healing on this. <laughs> the changes in the air. And sometimes you have to release the old pattern, the old need to create the new coming in. And I'm asking for divine healing on this <laughs> because somebody out there, sadly might know different than what I do being here because, and that's one thing that I was going through something in just a couple of weeks ago. And I, and I actually had the mantra, um, I trust, surrender and accept because I don't have all the information right now. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it, it's one of those things that when we're doing our stories and that kind of stuff that sometimes we don't have all the information yet. And I'm trusting myself that I'll be okay. I'm surrendering that I'm open to knowing that there's another story that I'm waiting to hear. Um, and I'm accepting that truth is kind of a wobbly dance because I don't have all the information yet, you know, and yeah. I, I'm using that. Uh, yeah. I don't on that affirmative action. I don't know exactly all. I know there's a lot more to it than just the common, what you think of it as being, but um what today, you know, when they came out at Harvard, um, uh, you know, even though there's affirmative action, um, they were kind of looking the other way a lot of times because they let in hundreds and hundreds of students in there without any qualifications, uh, just because their parents were rich or they had a, they had, they were entitled because of who they were, their families as Americans. So they let all these people in that really shouldn't be there. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, so that even, let's say um, a regular smart middle-class white person couldn't even get in, you know, and mm -hmm. it just made it even more than that. So that's the thing why we have laws and why they had affirmative action in the first place is because we know in a perfect world, we wouldn't need to have that law. They would, you know, they would be trying to someone in the university would be trying to help the disadvantaged to get more of an advantage, you know, by coming to Harvard and everything. But it seems, and we're not in this perfect world yet. We're, no. You're gonna, it's just, you know, now that you don't have that, it just allows people to be corrupt or to even, you know, I don't know. Um, like I'm not, there's always a way, there's always a way around something, you know, affirmative action, uh, vote, you know, um, Roe versus Wade, you know, all those kinds of things. And, you know, like I was talking to somebody and I'm like going, well, why do we even have to put where, um, we're white, Asian, you know, um, you know, all those different qualifications. Why do we even have to mark those boxes? Yeah. Why can't we just say, you know, here I am, this is what I do. This is my story, you know, um, and, and keep it in that way. You know, it's like have a percentage of people who, you know, if they perceive to be, you know, lower learning abilities, like me, dyslexic, you know, I'm mm -hmm. smart as a whip, right? I know a lot of things, but when it comes to reading, I'm a little bit slower. So, you know, there's, we can put people, we need so many in a category, you know, who, who have great potential, but yet they just have these scenarios about them, you know, or, or yeah, you get yeah. a certain classification of people who really are high achievers, you know, do it more in that way than it is about black, white, or purple. You know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're orange or green, you know, it's what can you be and who can you be? And if we can maybe go down to percentage of what people are in scores more than it is about who they are. You know, it's about what can we do with getting people in to, you know, to meet with them and see who are they? Who do they want yeah. to be? You know, spend a few minutes, you know, having orientation day where you meet people, you know, yeah. if that's what it takes, you know, and taking the um, taking the moment out of it and, and bringing the people in, you know, and, and I don't know. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a story. So, um, uh, you know, and, and hi Meta, thank you for saying that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, this new dance and, and even, you know, if you kind of get your feet on the ground, sometimes it's a little wobbly place to stand because really 
you know, we have to break down the old to create new. But breaking down the old means that we're breaking down something that, in a way, like um, affirmative action, perceived itself as good. But how much having that label was actually hurting somebody or some people? I know. You never know what the cause and effect is and how people get around the system, you know, type of thing. Yeah, because affirmative action wasn't perfect. I mean, the one thing I thought of sometimes is... is that some students couldn't get in that were just meant to be there. I mean, as far as their intelligence and everything that would really benefit from that. And then they had to let someone of lower qualifications in. But in the big picture, I think if we're all here to help each other, <clears throat> affirmative action is good because, you know, um, uh, people say, oh, just, uh, you know, if you're black, all you have to, you, you can, <clears throat> you know, you can just apply yourself and do anything, you know, but not if not if the rules are are put you at a disadvantage to begin with. You know, that's what people don't realize is, you know, is they didn't they, because of discrimination in loans and discrimination in housing and the way they grew up because they have to always be put in the poor neighborhoods with the poor services and this and the schools that didn't have all the advantages that the uh, better schools have. So it put them at a disadvantage. So it's like cheating, you know, in a way. exactly uh yeah get get it more even bored at the baseline you know that that it is about bringing these places that are down up because i know for for me going back to some of those um videos where people were like going really i didn't know about that well they were living in a place where their school they and this is at their wording you know i'm using their wording um and i'm paraphrasing here so and you know don't quote me on any of this but they were saying that you know in school i never learned that there was even another concept of how um slavery happened right you know? yeah. and and they and they kind of labeled where they grew up which was not in a it was in a very poor area and poor Poor energy, poor, um, poor uh, hopes and dreams, poor, you know, because things weren't put into the system. You know, they were they were um, maneuvered. And so with that, that that's that stretch and pull of, of truth is we have to start. We have to find a way to get our head out of the sand and look up and say, oh, yeah, oh. You know, one thing was a big awakening for me in this truth thing. When I was in college, I was an uh, anthropology major, a uh, uh, music major, anthropology major, because that's the only thing I was interested in when I was 19 years old. But um, I was surprised later on in life when we were having all these new archaeological discoveries and how much pushback there was from the traditional archaeological community at not accepting what the new findings were because it changed the paradigm, you know. Because I thought the whole purpose of archaeology was to uncover the tr- just un- uncover the truth about things, of who we really were, where we came from, and everything. And then you find out that the archaeologist community, once they have, and they figure this is the way things were back then. This is how old you know humans are. This is whatever. And new truths come along, and they fight it like hell to keep that from being accepted because it it messes with their mind that now they were wrong, you know, that we're finding more stuff. I, I just, it's hard for me to get my head around that, but that's the way it was. There's, there's a book called hidden archeology, span which is really great. And it's got a whole lot of things that you don't find in the regular archeology span book, things that don't um, gel, you know, with this mm-hmm. thing. Like I remember like there was a big dig somewhere and they were a couple hundred feet underground. Uh, and they found uh, like a human footprint, in something that would geologically be way, 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 way back, you know, and how they kind of fought that, you know, had to come up with all kinds of excuses that it couldn't have been, you know, it couldn't have been that, but we're, we're finding all kinds of new things now. So, um, but um, I think all of us are guilty a little bit of that sometimes when anytime that someone wants to change our paradigm, we kind of fight it a bit Mm and, you know, seems to be a normal thing, but, but I think our, higher selves have to override that as we go along, you know, and you go, wow, that was kind of neat believing that when I was this age, but now I know this. Yeah. I kind of got to believe it. You know, it was one of the biggest things for me that just changed the way that I look at things so much 
in this work that I do with the Newton Institute where we get people in a deep state of trance and they spend a couple hours in the afterlife. Uh, and we've done there 70,000 people and they're there and they ask all kinds of questions. And so we're, as researchers, we have them even ask questions that we're curious about, you know, and we've gotten so many uh, thousands and thousands of things. The big thing that changes the whole way I look at things is I always thought growing up that when a woman gets pregnant and it's at some point, which we didn't know what it was, that God creates a soul and puts it in there. So it's a brand new soul in that body. It's going to live this one time and that's it, you know. But what we find out from the research, you know, is we're born over there. You know, mm -hmm. that's God creates us in heaven. And then we're just down here. We're taking parts of our energy, parts of who we are over there and embedding it in in bodies and, and mm -hmm. different things to have some sort of experience that makes us better on the other side, you know, better mm -hmm. souls and more aware. So it changes everything, you know, and you see on the other side that your energy is in our true form. We're not, you know, not physical bodies in the other worlds, although we can appear that way or whatever if we want to. Uh, our natural um, beingness is bodies of conscious energy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that changes the way it's like, doesn't matter what race you are or anything, you take that, take that suit, that colored suit off yourself, whatever color you are, we're all the same, you know, so, you know, ultimately, so just, it helps you shift your truth, you know, it helps you be more tolerant of people, more accepting of each other, you know, uh, when you realize we're all that, playing a different role, we're playing all yeah. a different role in this big um, movie, per se, that we're in and and how do we negotiate that um that playing of our movie you know it's that matrix idea it's it's a lot of different things that we're applying but it's basically if somebody's yelling at me what am i going to do about it you know if 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 i'm uh, in a very joyous time what am i doing about it if i'm in a moment of of processing something what am i going to do about it and that's ultimately what we're about down here is how to play the game of, of the realities that we're in. And there again, going back to um, finding, you know, that independence with our truths that we have to really discern, use the word discernment about, you know, the application of truth and, and where are we going, you know, because like today, you know, I was going to go for a walk with my friends after my show here. Well, that was a truth that I learned. I was getting a yes intuitively about going and everything like that. And then reality, you know, so that was my truth that I was going to go. And then the reality was, is that when I communicated with the humans, that they were going to have to wait an hour and a half for me to go. And that everything was going to tack on another hour onto the night. And so instead of being home more around eight, eight thirty, they were going to be mm -hmm. home at nine, nine thirty, ten, because they waited an hour and a half for me. So even though I had the truth about wanting to go, they wanted me to go, but that hour and a half really made a difference in how they played into their whole day. And was I really truly supposed to go? I don't know, but I made the better choice in the humanness and not go because they deserve to get home a little earlier, right? You know, so discerning how to play out truths, even in our day-to-day -day life, it's not an easy process, but that's one thing I'm really noticing right now, that how can we, in the moment, make the better choice we can so that in the next moment we have the, the, the dominoes to fall in a better way because I hopefully made a better choice in the moment that I'm in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know, actually it's our, our minds and bodies full of what we consider truths. That's how we live our, you know, that's how we decide what we do and how we make our decisions because of, uh, you know, uh, what we believe the, the truth is to be about things. Um, so as the truth, as the line moves and what truth is, you know, uh, then our behaviors change. Um, so, but, you know, I think it's the, the biggest part of me finds that exhilarating, you know, that there's always more <laughs> truth, you know, that we can find out more, you know, more and more about things. That's why I like doing this work that I do, because um, uh, one of my clients, when they were um, in trance a few months ago and 
um, one of the guides over there through her gave a whole uh, dissertation on uh, the importance of humor, you know, uh, in in lives, you know, because we just think of humor. We like everybody loves to laugh, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody likes that kind of thing, but because it's fun and everything, we dismiss it as anything really, really important. But in the in this uh, pie of love, there was a big percentage of of humor that's in this pie of you know of love. If the whole pie is hundred percent and that's perfect love, humor is a, a huge portion of it. And I'm so it's so fun to find out when I have my clients on the other side of how much humor there is going on during their sessions. You know, it's just about love and lightness and um, uh, and uh, slapstick, sometimes humor, you know, and how important like and that's what I think people like when they meet their guides and everything. Don't you feel like I mean, guides can be stern sometimes, never, never demeaning, never never um treating you in any kind of unkind way at all uh sometimes they could be stern but the whole basis and things they have there's love and laughter and lightness you know in other words come you know you fall down it's kind of like then they're saying come on come on get up you know yep, come on, exactly move, move forward well you know? i understand that that laughter and happiness and is a higher vibration it ha- if you're talking about, you know, levels of vibration, you know, it, it's up here a little bit higher than sadness or, or the lower grumpiness. It, yeah. it's, it's a lower vibration. So, and, and when you're talking about cleaner souls, you know, when they're vibrating in their very beautiful turquoise or purple or, or green or, and these, when I'm talking about, it's not like, um, it's not like dark purple. It's not like, but it's like this really, you know, it's a weird, it's almost like um, a light version of the roller or borealis. You know, the roller borealis is a darker version of, of a soul color. Um, so it's a brighter, cleaner color. And, and when you're talking about that, it's at a higher vibration, which is laughter. And the songs that they sing are at a higher vibration. And it's not yeah. wrong to be at a lower vibration because sometimes that's how we perceive and, and get a new understanding of, uh, of um, oh, what do you want to say? Um, you know, vi- when, you, when you're at a lower vibration, it's a good time to learn and, and to experience and to 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 be in that moment to figure out what is a new truth what is a new understanding what is a new process and processing emotions like today i was a little bit almost depressed you know there's a a feeling of depression but at the same time through that depression moment i was vacuuming i was dusting i was getting rid of some clothes that i was like why do i have these i haven't worn them since i bought them (laughs) you know or got them at i get a lot of my clothes at thrift stores or from a girlfriend you know, when I go down to California and so some things I just don't, I bring them home and I think I'm going to wear them and they just never get into the wash. And so in the wash of me wearing, I should say, not the wash of wash machine, but in the, in, you know, into the dance of me wearing and, and I'm like, going, why am I holding on to these things? Air my, my system out. I got rid of some scarves. I got rid of things that were like, just, I'm not wearing them like I used to. And yet I know that if I start doing the things different, you know, I'm not standing out on the playground duty, you know, like I was, I'm going to have, I'm going to have different things I'm going to want to wear. And so um, with that, that, that I'm kind of planning for plan A and plan B, but yet I'm not holding on to everything. I can't hold on to everything, but I can hold on to specifics. And so there again is, is what is the truth? It's the, what are we doing at this minute? And, and finding that independence about saying, it doesn't really matter what my truth is right now. I'm figuring out a new one, you know, and that elusiveness, how can we, how can we find a new truth by keeping it, um, palatable you know it's like it's almost like dough of a bread that you're ready to to you know you need to knead it a couple times throw in a little bit more flour or a little bit more water you know it depends on if it's dry or not and then let it let it um the rise for a little bit and then punch it back down get some new understandings and and you know you know do what you need to do to get this bread nice and tasty because what the way it starts out you know water flour um, egg, whatever it is that, you know, that's a new truth building. 
but you have to need new truth into it once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do how did you let yourself, Regan, um, absorb the new truth? Like when you were figuring out about like the star beings or even, you know, the evolution of me yeah. being on the show with you. Because you really didn't understand mediumship when we first started. No, I mean, I had just like everybody had like an overview and I believed in mediums. Um, but I, I was pretty stereotypical in my belief, you know, I mean, about what mediums did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as you've as I've known you now for years, um, and the help that you've given me is just seeing that, um, uh, and I think that's because you're intuitive that, that way too, that you can help on the little things or the big things, you know, because sometimes you think a, a medium's just as you're going to go in trance and you're going to talk to somebody from the other side. But a medium is someone who generally sees the bigger picture. That's why they make good life coaches and everything, because they have that ability to see things in a wider viewpoint. So you can give people more choices, you know, or things that they didn't even think of before, you know, that Mm -hmm. way. Um, When we were talking about uh, colors earlier in purple, um, we've been doing a study now for, what, 30 years when people are in trance and they're on the other side and we're asking them what they're seeing. And generally speaking, purple seems to be to the souls that are pretty far pretty far advanced. In other words, when people get to go before counsel in my sessions and I'll have them, I'll say, well, um, how are you seeing the counsel? And sometimes they'll say, oh, there's six different individuals there and they're, they're just looking at energies. You know, sometimes they look like half like a body and half energy, sometimes all bodies, you know, with robes and, and things like that. But I'll ask them, well, what colors are they emanating? And generally, the higher the elders, as we call them, or the really wise souls, there's a lot of purple in their auras, you know, purples and blues, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in the uh, one of the things I do frequently with my clients on the other side is I have them look at themselves and describe themselves. And it's really cool. They'd love that when they see they go, oh, I'm this orange and red and I'm this purple and this whatever that they're seeing. They're, they're actually seeing themselves as their as their energetic body, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I always used to think, you know, like who wants to be just a ball of energy? You know, I want some physical, I want body, you know, like kind of thing. But when you're in that state, it's glorious, you know, isn't and, it? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like when you're, if you're meditating, you just have your eyes closed and it's and you're in a totally dark room. And so your body's invisible in a way, cause it's totally black and you have this awareness or consciousness you feel totally real and totally everything is great. You know, well, that's kind of how it is over there. You know, you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I just, um, I'm just used to now, like it's been great know, knowing you because you've opened me up. Well, actually you've opened me up to things like, you know, the elementals, you know, <laughs> the, the, which I always used to think it's funny. I always used to kind of believe in them because, you know, like the leprechauns and the, the, the the gnomes and the you know um the uh elves and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and um i always kind of believed in it but but part of me because of programming still you know truth was growing up that that's fairy tales you mm-hmm. know that fairy tales are not real and you realize eventually you know that there's like the elves and stuff they they're here in the physical but this physical realm has different vibrations in this physical realm you know just like um when you're looking, uh, you know, our eyes can only see a certain amount of colors. Our ears can only hear so so much, mm-hmm. or other animals can hear even further. You know, exactly. That's what I look at it is is in this physical world, we're we're capable of seeing within a certain range of physicality, but in this physical world too, which exists, there's other things. You know, watching that, I've just been really fascinated with that's watching the Skinwalker Ranch. And they're just getting crazy, crazy stuff now happening as they're poking the hornet's nest in a way because they have every electronic thing available to measure, you know, gamma rays and and gravity and all that. And as they're doing these experiments, their 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 uh, meters are going crazy, you know, and all these UAPs and identified flying phenomena have been showing up and they got pictures of some physical and they have these others that kind of, they, they have pictures of them, and then they just disappear, you know, and they're thinking, what the heck is going on? And they're be- beginning to believe in portals, 
you know, that there's a way to, in this physical world, to go from one dimension to the other, you know? I mean, I'm going to throw an idea to you, though. Yeah. Use discernment because yeah. it's a TV show. So what truth are they wanting to discern you to have and not, and what, dis, what truth are they still not showing you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I so like that they're meta, showing meta, a lot of that. Yeah, Meta said something here um, that I thought was interesting. Um, so back when when we were talking about some things that he says, I agree with you. Uh, um, oh, sorry, I'm struggling with reading today. Can you read that, Regan? Or yeah, I agree with what you say, but here in France, which is very aesthetic, which is uh, a very aesthetic country, the simple fact of of talking about the soul vibrations or God is very badly perceived. Well, yep. And you have to, that's the thing now, uh, I'll call you meta, uh -huh. you know, it's like you get to choose, you know, do you want to be in that world, you know, where you, or do you want to be in this world where you sense that there is something more and have that, um, Exactly. So he, he he's he said um he said in a couple more because he you can only write so much on YouTube, and so yeah. you have to keep writing. So he also said um it can earn you um teasing, teasing or, isolation. Or, or isolation. Very difficult to talk about it outside the networks and and live according to the spiritual laws of the universe. And I then know. he adds on um, um therefore difficult to assert oneself in this sense yes and that's the thing is is that anyways if we're talking about like for me you know i walk into a place and if i get a spirit who says or a soul that says tell my kid blah da 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 da, da right and i go i start I, I scan the person energetically and i hear ain't gonna want to hear it <laughs> yeah. in a basic sense do I walk over to that person and say, by the way, your mom wants you to know that da 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 da, da right? right? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use discernment. And and that's the thing that um, I was teaching class the other day. And, and I was telling these people that, you know, what our truths are, we don't have to scream and yell it. You know, we can keep it right here in our own knowing, you know, my truth, I don't tell everybody my truth because some people would think I'm pretty weird. Yeah. But yet at the same time, because I believe in the matrix system. But I also understand being here in the moment as I'm doing a show with you, doing the show. If we're yeah. in a movie, if if I'm playing out a movie, what am I doing? I'm basically standing here, sitting here talking and doing the show to help others awaken to their yeah. their, their knowings. And so with that, that you know, find your tribe though. I know that there's other people in your country oh, yeah. that are thinking the same way. Now, do yeah. you have to scream and yell it? No. Whispers. Whispers many times. Like my husband always said, honey, you showed me how to, you you taught me a lot. And I said, you don't even like hearing anything. No, but you showed me. He says that you showed me. So actions speak louder than words. And if you want to be highly spiritual, doing the better, having a cleaner truth, walk it be it you yeah. don't always have to speak it and then likeness will attract likeness and then if you cannot find you know your 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 family spiritual family i'm going to call it in your place and finding those truths then then make sure you find people like this show or other shows and and negotiate the dance of of being because of the fact that just because government and old ways don't work anymore remember this is a new knowing i've i've had this saying for a long time old ways need to leave old concepts how do we manage our religions how do we manage this and that how do we manage our our governments have to change but the elder way how do we teach our youngers by showing them okay. how do you wash a car you show a younger how to wash a car you know an elder shows a younger how do you communicate well a older shows a younger how do you um how do you can how do you um, make wine the old you know how do you make all these different things by how do you do a pastry 
you know the old you know how do the elders show the youngers to do things because that's how we can get into a better truth is by sticking to the the, the solid things and, and and believing in who you are is a solid thing because we don't have to yell you know we don't have to tell other people what we're thinking we don't have to yeah. let other people know what we're what our belief system is we don't have to be shamed into believing something else you know because we scream and yell it you know it's like there there's discernment here figure out what that discernment is. right and they'll be play, um uh meta too um what i found when a lot of people come to me for these life between life sessions and when we were talking about all these beautiful spiritual things so many people say oh gosh it's so nice to talk to someone that i can just talk to and not feel like they're they're Weird. thinking i'm crazy or something like that but um when you get to you know for instance since i've been to the other side twice now um people can say oh I, you just must have imagined it or dreamed it right i mean they can think what they want but i know i've been there and done that so you know they can think whatever they want to think but the spirit will bring people into your life that will give you a chance to share this mm -hmm. spiritual knowledge that you have that you've advanced to um, and we don't say, you know, advanced like, oh, we're better than the people that don't because we were all in their shoes at one point, too. And were we bad people or anything? No, we just didn't have as much knowledge and didn't have as much growth and, and truth. Like your senior in college, you know, is, is a freshman any less value than a senior? No, we're all in this learning curve. We're all in this learning stages. But nowadays, too, I think you'll find even in France, um, here's a couple of books that are translated in France that you like to read, Meta. Um, one is called Journey of Souls, Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. The other one is Destiny of Souls. They've been translated into Fr uh, French. Um, and, um, you know, over here, they've sold a million copies, you know, considered all over the world. And that has a lot of the research we're doing now where you can find a lot of things, uh, you know, questions people have uh, about like, you know, how do we, how does a person know what their mission is you know how does a you know what about guides and angels what's the truth to them um do people actually talk to us in certain ways when they've passed on you know there's chapters on that there's chapters on mm -hmm. on evil or the devil you know things like that what all this research we found out with these these um 70, people that have been there and back so um that'll get you started but search around for like meetup groups and meditation Matter of fact, just going, you know, most people that are meditators are pretty much open to spiritual talk. Don't you find that out, Natasha? Oh, definitely. It's it's one of those um, cliche words of of um, understanding that, you know, um, we're open to something else. And there's people yeah. who meditate tend to be more open to something else. But even in those groups, you might want to you might want to just, um, you know, um, sit and, and observe to see who is more likable in your understandings. And yeah. I'm going to call them understandings more than truths, you know, because, you know, understandings are an evolution. And so how do we negotiate that? Because I, I sat down with someone who was in a session and she was like, I'm getting so mad about these religions and da, 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 da. and, and I, I just want them to know a truth. I, I want them to know the truth. And I'm like going, wait a minute, take a breath, take a breath, you know, grateful you have this truth and i'm grateful you have this understanding and i'm grateful that you're willing to negotiate it at the same time though you've got to be careful because remember that you know the way you perceive something isn't the way somebody else perceives something and so we got to give everybody a little bit of grace in their learning curve of where they're at and you know there's no right or wrong it's about i always picture it, it's like kind of writing a ship how can we write my ship you know, so that the cargo, the information I have is more righter than wronger, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we found out the ultimate truth when everybody, a lot of people ask when they're on the other side, what's the one true religion? And the one true religion is kindness. You know, mm -hmm. kindness is the one true religion. And they, they say, well, what about a religion? And they say, well, if you want, if, if a religion is going to help you get to the kindness thing, go ahead, you know? A lot of people need to go through these different religions and everything because they have different things they can they can teach you, you know, about kindness, you know, and about love. Uh, but ultimately, you know, the one true religion is just love, you know, kindness. Um, so that just to me totally makes sense, you know, that there's, you know, uh, 
one well and what they call it one well many rivers you know that go into this well or come from that well and that mm -hmm. seems to be what we've proven to, uh you know from people that are go to the other side and back you know so that takes the pressure off of people thinking well if i don't find the one true one i'm going to burn in hell or i'm going to be lost you know fine if one will come to you if you need to learn things from that um i used to even when i had this higher perspective I used to love to go to all, you know, like I was an entertainer and I'd be in a city and it was Sunday and I had a little time off and I'd say, well, let me go to some church or some worship service. And I would just look in the book and boys, I'm into Seventh-day Adventist uh, churches and uh, Jehovah's Witnesses ones and um, Buddhist ones. He went to, to some Hindu services. And when you find the people that are there, they're, they're usually gathered with their hearts open. So mm -hmm. you're going to love the people that are there because they're souls that are for that moment when they're all together, they're feeling their spiritualness. And so it's very uplifting. And I'll, I'll guarantee it if somehow you go there and you listen to their sermon, whatever, there'll be a, a little nugget. There'll be a little nugget there for you, you know. Exactly. Because, yeah. It, it's a thing. So finding the independence of our truth, it, it, it's not it's not necessary. Remember, it's a small T. This journey is about learning the small T's, mm -hmm. you know, the small truths that add up to a bigger understanding of what, you know, because I can tell you my understandings, the small truths are really help me add up to the big T of understanding divine love. Right. You know, and, and that to me is what's more important is to have that grace of, of understanding and, and the, the, the tug and pull of what that, that love really means. You know, what does that love really mean? And it's tough love. It's it's divine love. It's that figuring out how do I process it in the human world and that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm just here to help people do this. And I'm so grateful, Regan, that we're here together. And it's five o'clock already. Um, yeah, and I got to get the barbecue set up for tomorrow. So, yes. Um, got to hook up. Meta, thank you very much for being here. You, you know, it, I, it must be late or early where you're at. So, thank you for being you. here. Nice, Meta World. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice having he or she. Yeah. See, we don't even know. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what age. We don't know what color. We don't know, you know, and we just, we just have appreciation. So see, we just have to, to love each other for the essences of who we are. You know, that's, what's uh, important. If anybody wants to get a hold of me, go to visit theafterlife.com. Some great videos on there about this process. We're in a deep state of trance, which can be done even online. It just blows me up my mind, but we're people, this is such a natural phenomena that we've discovered and about 90% successful. We're in a deep state of trance. You can expand your awareness to the other side for a few hours and go, go there with some pre-prepared questions, um, visit loved ones. It's just totally, oh, 2 a.m. over there. 2 a.m. Wow. wow. You know, you're you're like a late one. That's, that's me too. I'm up at 2 a.m. usually. That's, I love the quietness. Don't you, Meta? I mean, around two or three, everybody's asleep. There's not so much there's not so much brain energy going through the world, you know, busy. You can relax. It can be very uh, creative at that time. That's when I love to do music or writing. You know, it's just peaceful at that time, you know. Um, so it's great. So anyway, go to my website. Uh, watch the uh, the videos. I do regular hypnotherapy, too. I've had some clients come to me wanting to go to the afterlife for a couple hours. We don't end up going there because as they're, they're sharing their life with me, they have so many traumas from this lifetime that they've not dealt with. And those traumas are just really pulling them down to, you know, mm -hmm. stunting their spiritual. Well, I shouldn't say stunting the growth because a lot of times the difficulties they're going through are, are once they get through them, will have helped them in their spiritual growth. You but know, it's, finding, it's finding out how to get out of that story, you know. Right. You can get right. stuck in the story, which brings us down. As um, it's kind of like I always picture a mountain. You can like go down, down the down the hill, or you can go up the hill. And and I find if I can get out of the story and move up in my evolution, then I can do better. And and yeah. you know, so many of us, you know, we've had the trauma that it's hard to get going upward. You know, it is. You know, you just gave me a, a Natasha when you said that. I love that way of saying of is what people that have traumas and everything have to learn to get out of that story that they keep replaying. You know, mm -hmm. and if you think of it, we all have, we do have the ability because I've watched that in regular therapy where people have been going down the road a certain way 
And then in therapy, they realize that there's more ways of looking at their situation rather than the one they're looking at. And then as they decide to look at it differently, their problems change and grow and they get through it. So it's like we are capable, each of us is capable for writing the next chapter mm-hmm. in our life story. Like, yeah, so what? You know, there's a tragedy right here. Does that mean that tragedies, the story's going to end here? No. You know, it's a, the fact that we have this ability, um, but we have to want to do it. You know, and once you want to do it and you start writing your new story by looking at things differently, changing the way you do things, uh, you can have a happy ending. You know, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, he, he said, um, I just um, have to be a teller. I've always been um, a storyteller, not a teller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually perfect. Yeah. <laughs> a storyteller well, has the good always, a storyteller doesn't always tell the, the stories. I know I've been well, watching on Met, um, on uh, uh, the new um, series on um, The Witcher. And how the bard uh, in The Witcher has been a big storyteller about life. So hmm. it, it's it's an interesting place. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, meta, meta, you can be. Yeah, telling stories is a good way, um, you know, that you've always had to kind of tell the, the truth. And that's maybe your, uh, maybe your purpose here in life is the people that are around you. Uh, when you have a chance to talk to them about a higher truth or something. You know, you have to be, you know, discerned because you don't want to get dumped on, but it's okay to get a little dumped on. You know, we all, you know, it actually, we sign up for that, don't we, Natasha? Yeah. You know, to get I, a little dumped on because we know that everybody's not going to like us. Everybody's not going to, you know, uh, want to hear what we have to say. But people were like that with me early on where I would kind of like, well, they're kind of weird, you know. And then I turned out, well, I'm now just like them. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. And so, that's and that's the thing about life is, is that there's some of us that are, um, you know, going back to what you're saying about not having anybody like like you and, and having the understandings. And it's like, I'm a pot stirrer too. You know, I, I yeah. stir people up a little bit with, hmm, you know, because I walk in and I hold my space and, and I hold my understandings and, and. I, people don't always agree with that, you know, process and of just being and sending love. And so how do you, how do you do that? But that's another story. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what I should talk about. Is, hey, you know, uh, that would be a good what, subject, wouldn't it be? Uh, how to be a pot stirrer and live. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, like Jesus was a pot stirrer. Look what happened to him. Exactly, exactly. Most, most, of these, most of these spiritual uh, beings that we look at through history that have come, um, they've stirred the pot and some of them have, you know, paid for it, mm-hmm. you know, that way. Uh, it, it, we'll just look like a Martin Luther King, you know, assassinated, you know, he was mm-hmm. a pot stirrer, you know, um, and um, I'm thinking of Gandhi, you know, all these ones, boy, they stirred it big time. But, yeah. So, so if we, and nobody knows what pot stirrer is, cause it's a, it's an old language. It's people yeah. who bring in some language and conversations that, oh my gosh, people just like are all riled up over and that, and, and, and then they stir it up and then they, and then they leave. <laughs> and then yeah. they leave. So maybe we can thing. learn, well, I'm going to learn to be a pot stirrer, but you know, I'm only agreeing to being like moderately beat up. I don't want to die. <laughs> I hear you. I know yeah, I've been get a few bruises here and there, emotional time. bruises. And that happens to me, but I'm getting, actually, I'm getting to be okay with that now because of the fact that, you know, uh, since I've helped hundreds of people go to the other side and back, I mean, reincarnation, yeah, you know, people have lived past lives. People have done many things and everything. So someone doesn't want to believe now, it doesn't hurt my feelings at all because I know it to be a truth for me. Yep. It doesn't exactly. have to be truth for them, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think actually that's maybe what I'll uh, I'll talk about on Wednesday's show is about um, uh, about uh, being how to be in the midst of life be, life being stirred up. How yeah. can you walk in a room and and still be you in the midst of of negotiating the world? So well, actually, you know, that, that could be a good show with. Um, how, you know, when your pot's being stirred and how do you deal with that when someone shook your tree, you mm-hmm. know, how do you deal with it? And also, how do you be brave enough to spread higher truths to people when you know it's going to stir their pot? You know, I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of the yin and the yang or whatever, the both sides of the issue or something. That'd be a good, good thing sometime. 
Yeah. So well, anyway, N Natasha, now you're at angelicclarifications.com. I am. I'm at, uh, yes, angelicclarifications.com. I love to, like I said at the beginning of this show, bring consciousness to our, our being. How can we be better? How can we be more awake? How can we negotiate the world that we're in right now? How can I discern what what is my family's history and what can be my new history? And and a lot of those structures. So um, angelicclarifications.com. I have times that I can um, shift. So if you're in one time frame, I can do another one. So Meta, if you're looking at having sessions with either Regan and I, mm -hmm. that we, we have time that we can negotiate with you. So with that, well, blessings to everyone. Um, we are live Mondays with Regan and Forrest and I doing the Dance of the Soul. And this is conversations that we have. And then on Wednesday at four o'clock Pacific time on YouTube and Facebook that I um, do life clarifications with Natasha. And I think on Wednesday I will be... Um, I will be uh, talking about how to be in the minutes of life. How can we be just settled in the midst of life happening around us? Yeah. And, um, a, wise, um, uh, a wise man once told me that uh, what we're all striving for is how to be sitting calmly in the middle of a tornado, you know, when things are all around us. And that's, that's, that's how you can tell uh, when you're advancing somewhat, you know, when you're able to, you know, keep yourself uh, focused and in a spiritually good place, even as your world's being turned upside down. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so thank you. And, and I've had a lot of things to practice with that. So um, yeah. I will be grateful. So uh, Veronica, thank you very much. Wishing you a happy fourth to my dear. Yeah, and Veronica. May blessings be with everyone and happy celebrations for the for you in France and happy celebrations around the world. We're celebrating the fourth here. I know Canada just had Canada day, um, a couple of night. Um, I think it was Friday, um, or Saturday. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. And yeah. so wishing everyone blessings on their journey. And please remember that you are important and no matter what you're doing and what's happening, that you are a blessing to this world. And please, be it because you're a miracle walking yeah. my love is with you blessings all we'll see you later and uh have a good summer uh, meta and hopefully we see you again thank you for showing up we yeah. will be here mondays at four o'clock pacific time and wednesdays four o'clock pacific time please like follow and share if you know somebody else would like to do this um we're, we love to be, the more followers we get, the more likes we get, the more comments we get, the more we're out there to be able to help others. So yeah. blessings to you. Bye now. Bye.